to Planning Phase Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight for episode 36. 36, y'all. That's crazy. Tonight's episode is called The Resurrection of Our Warrior. Past is about to begin. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the new Mandalore pack that got uh, leaked a little bit on Reddit. Uh, we're going to go through that, all the spoilers for it. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the spoilers from the Razor Crest that we got to see that is going to try to put more droids inside of Scum. We also have a special segment we're going to do towards the end, kind of a what if segment. Uh, so stay tuned for that because that will be something new that we are trying out. Without further ado, let me bring my co-host in for the night. Welcome to the show, JJ. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm still riding high on that game that uh, that we streamed earlier today. Man, that was a uh, a hell of a game. Uh, my apologies to everybody. Sorry, I couldn't figure out the the audio issue that I was having. My mic decided to die uh, right before the stream started, and I could not figure out for the life of me how to get it back in. So thank you for your patience, but we definitely enjoyed that game. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I got to play Scum, which I don't play very often, um, especially Boba. I almost never play Boba. So, um, yeah, it was kind of different. Um, I don't know how your week was, JJ, but so far my week was very busy, uh, filled with lots of work. <laughs> Been working more hours than before and prepping for LVO. I bet you I have played more games of X-Wing in January than I normally <laughs> So. Yeah. Um, so for me, I unfortunately had been sick um, this last weekend um, or the week before my daughter had found out that um, that there were a few reported cases of COVID um, in her class. Um, she came home one of the days and on the following day she came up with a fever and uh, she was down and we took care of her. And unfortunately, she passed it on to the rest of us. And after our, our stream uh, last last week. Um, I came down really hard uh, to the point where it was just very difficult to breathe. It was really tough. Um, it's probably like one of the these the second worst I've ever felt ever. And um, man, it just sucks to um, to go through that stuff. So I'm just glad that I'm over it now and I'm actually able to talk. So yeah, Oof, it was rough. Ugh. No, 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 not a not a good deal, my friend. I know, I know. Well, are you excited about the new Mandalore pack? Oh I mean, gosh, they spoiled yeah. it, and now we have a lot more information than we had before, which I don't oh, yeah. know if it's good or bad, right? You know, like, it's... It's good because you get to theorycraft. It's bad because now it's like there's no surprises left, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because, like, we're not, we don't have any of that. Like, now it's just, it's just us now, you know? What are we going to talk about? They're going to release something. We're going to be like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so um so before we get into the um into like all the review cards and stuff like that uh just to go back on week two so far for our trilogy tournament um so earlier today you had um uh you were able to sub in for charles who was supposed to play today and um and charles is out today due to some uh family emergency that he's going through but hopefully um all is well um, but what did you think of his list so far? I, I know that was your first time ever running that type of uh, double fire spray list. Uh, what were your thoughts on that list? Um, so I still like stealth device, though. I understand why people don't because 
the first time somebody shot Boba, I rolled four green blanks. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That. And I took three hits. Like oh it was with a focus. I even had a focus too. It didn't matter. Uh, and so I lost four damage and then the focus. So I could understand why folks don't care for it. Right. And why maybe we would do something a little different. Um, it's so I get that. I do not care for a uh, seismics on Boba at all. Um, I don't know if I want proxies, but I probably would put protons on him. Um, and I also like Han Gunner to some extent a little bit more than for the guarantee the, token. Yeah, because you get yes, it forces. So, so the difference is it forces your Boba to play a certain way, I guess. Right. Um, so it, it would force me to play in a different manner, whereas I spent I took Boba and tried to bait him after he took four damage and say, fine, come get me. Eamon's going to come in here and flank you and get shots. And then he, so I force him to change up all of his strategy and split his fire. Um, yeah. Which, which worked out well. If I had had Han Gunner, I probably would have stayed a little bit closer. Um, but he had that stupid strain thing from those fearless. I didn't. Yeah. I forgot all about that. And those suck. Um, so I, I'm not a big fan of the slave the smaller slave one title and i'm not a fan of um you know the, the skilled bombardier with seismics um it, seismics are pretty easy to avoid when you have stuff that can barrel roll and boost away from rocks you know yeah protons would have been a lot better because it would have forced him to stay at range a little farther away um yeah same with proxies. You could you could say the same thing with proxies or with thermals um, in any of those. So I, I would have ran the seismics on Eamon over Boba if I was going to run seismics. Yeah, because you can curve it more and put it in a, in a spot where you wanted to um, to like that. And they wanted those rocks there. Um, one of the plays of the game that I saw when I was commenting, uh, commentating was there was a, a turn where you were um, running away with Boba and Iman was coming in on the flank and there was an opportunity for them to come in and then just jam up Iman so that way he couldn't get away. And you dropped a proxy mine to then trigger Cad Bane for the boost. And that was just money, money, money. And you ended up blocking his tri-fighter and ending up getting away and getting a kill later on. That was, uh, that was, that was definitely one of the highlights of that game. Well, you know, the funny thing is, because Paul and I were talking and, and and you know, I was like, you know, you're playing CIS and that's I like CIS more than I like scum. That's, you know, typically, we, you know what it is. And then I then the first time I dropped, uh, I was going to drop a bomb with a proton. He goes, are you going to use Cad Bane? I was like, oh, I forgot about Cad Bane. So then I remembered, I was like, you know what? I guarantee you when he, he's going to try to come in and block Eamon so he could take Eamon off the board in one shot. Yeah, that was a I guarantee. Because if you could, because I, I, I didn't know how to get past him without those seismics, because those seismics make on Eamon make things so much more scary because I can three hard that seismic and blow a rock up that one of his droids is next. Um, and like if I had seismics on him. All of his, all those ships would have taken damage the turn they turned in. Um, yeah, exactly. So 
I did not like losing my proxy mine, but I had a feeling that if he didn't block me or head block me, I have a dead demon and I'm not getting yeah. any of them off. And it forces him to stay like he can't just go around that rock to get to Boba. So you he couldn't just try to outflank Boba faster because those those droid interceptors are really fast little yeah. chips. Yeah, they really are. Especially with that boost and to calculate that makes them really yeah. offensive. Yeah. Definitely. So um, I think Cad Bane's money 100%. I love Cad Bane and for the price point because Cad's a pretty cheap token. Yeah. I know people don't like him, but I think if you're going to run double bonds on Eamon, Cad Bane is probably really good money. Um, especially because you just I, I, you, you don't have to clear the stress if you don't want to, but it just makes it easier, you know, to you're going to do your one maneuvers most of the time anyway to try to keep time on target. And it, I, I set it up. It, I was lucky I didn't hit that other rock, though, because yeah. I, I, I was not planning on the bank boost. And then when I saw all his ships, I was like, shit, he got first player. Three, I was going to do a four straight right over everything. Um, and then I dialed it back to the three straight. That way I could always that could get my, you know, stupid little token. And I was like, you know what? I know what he's going to do. He's going to get first player and Grievous is going to come in. So I'm still going to leave the three straight. And then when we roll, it'll make a determination. If I'm first player, I'm boosting straight. If I'm second player, I'm boosting left <laughs> and, yeah. and hope I don't hit that other rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was great. Um, and then the other uh, the other play of the game was you turning in at that critical moment to go hit uh, face to face with um, with Grievous towards the end there, and then just punching in those four damage to to get him past half points to take the lead. Man, that was such a clutch play right there for for your Boba. Oh, Fearless is so amazing on Boba when you come in. Like, oh yeah, I don't use I don't like to joust with fire sprays, obviously. Um, because that's not, not my thing, but I probably just should have done it because that fearless came into play twice. Yeah. During that whole game. And for the three points that it's worth, that's hundred percent on Boba. That's money, just money, money, money. And that fearless would have came into play a lot more if I hadn't lost four shields right away <laughs> because yeah. I had to then start running away. Otherwise I would have actually taken my Boba up and gone to the top right of that of there and then flew around that rock to try to catch Grievous off guard. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for my game, um, I ended up playing against a resistance list. Uh, it was against Blair Gray. Um, he had a list with Poe Dameron, uh, the Heralds of Hope version. He had uh, a generic Red Squadron veteran. He had Kazuda Ziono, and she also had Just Pava in the T um, T70 X-Wing. Um, it was a, um, it was a fantastic game. He's a great player, class A player. Um, he, he was really fun to play with. We were, we played it yesterday, um, last night. Um, it was kind of an impromptu game, so we weren't able to stream it, but I was able to, um, use my sensor buoys to great effect. Um, I, <laughs> just like Greg says, everybody hates those sensor buoys. It took four shots and it still didn't go down. And because he was unable to kill my sensor buoy that was right in the center of the board, it gave five target locks to um, to Tavson total throughout the game, uh, which he used to generate um, about, I would say, 11 to 12 crit results um, from mm -hmm. rerolls onto his ships, and it just decimated his squad. 
um, Blackout did not blank out at all, thankfully. He actually did a lot of work. Um, he actually managed to get behind the formation and punish Poe and, um, and Kazuda and just do a lot of work for me that turn. And I actually was able to use his ability twice to do some serious damage there. Um, I ended up winning the game about 200 to uh, to 66 points, I believe. And, um, and it was a great game. It was definitely a solid win for us. So those two wins uh, will give us the win for this round for week two. Um, and we'll end up uh, starting the pairings probably after LBO for uh for week number three for a team here um john still hasn't played his game um but uh he'll he'll end up doing that probably later on in the week and um it, it is inconsequential but uh but at least i'll i'll be happy to see like how he does to see if we do like a clean sweep of uh of Cerebus voice this week so so yeah. do you, does M mov so we i didn't know if mov mattered right that's the only reason we ended the the last for my game the last shot because the probability of him getting Boba. And it was funny because he's like, he's like, you want to know what the point score is? And I was like, I don't know what it is. I, I, I assume that you were very close. And he's like, he was like, yeah, you're ahead by eight points or six points. And I was like, oh, well, I should probably just run away then. And then <laughs> that's when I decided to, I was like, I know what Grievous is going to do because Grievous has to have time on target. So Grievous is going to do a sloop one of the two ways. 50% probability he's going to the right. Because if he goes to the left, it's very close to that rock. So it's like, I'm just going to turn my Boba the other way. And then he did the sloop. And then I was like, oh, shit, I could just boost and get out of Grievous's arc. Because I thought it would go farther. And it did. But anyway, so I didn't know what yeah. MOV, if that mattered. Um, probably for any ties. Uh, but it just, okay. uh, because there's a possibility for two teams to go two and one. So, um, so yeah, it just depends. So, okay. Yeah. Because I didn't know if it was like when with the crates, it was more the game wins not the point so like if your yeah. team went three and oh for the week it was better than a two and one um yeah so we we're in pods right now a four uh a four four teams so we have to play each team once inside of the pod um so that's three games for each team so there is a possibility that two teams go end up going two and one and at that point in order to break the the tie i believe mob would make that decision um uh i had to double check with nabi again um, but i believe that's how that would be done so okay well, all right well if i guess if uh <coughs> charles <coughs> is still off it'll be me hopefully it won't be till after lvo yeah yeah definitely i, I won't be planning any matches until after lvo is done yeah definitely because <laughs> okay. i i will not have much free time this week um oh, yeah so speaking just real quick before we go into spoilers, because we are going to get we're our, I want to do spoilers and I have no idea how long it's going to take to get through all of them. Um, but the just an announcement on Wednesday, we are not going to do our regular stream as I need to spend time with my family and get packed and prepped to go to LVO. And then next Sunday, as of now, we are not doing a stream. We may do an impromptu stream Sunday night. But probably not. I don't know yet. Um, if we do, it's going to sound like poop. It's literally going to be like me and John on a microphone, um, like headsets or whatever. So I don't know if we're going to or not. It's going to kind of depend on what happens with Charles and his family if he's there. A, and then kind of depend on what John and I are doing Sunday. So because um, we are, we did pick up the extra tournament. So if we don't make top cut, we are in whatever that other tournament is. 
So <laughs> live from a casino, it's playing face syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be. It would be our it would be in our hotel room. So I mean, because uh, technically I think what I could do is connect. We could each get on our phones with our own headsets and yeah. connect through the ninja and still stream it because I probably will still bury my laptop. I'm thinking of cleaning up, taking a different backpack and bringing my laptop um, just so I have it. But um, yeah, I awesome. don't know. Anyway, so with that being said, so no Wednesday stream this week and 30% into Sunday. Um, but we might, if we don't, we might stream instead of games next week, Wednesday, not next. Yeah. Next week, Wednesday, instead of the games, we might do a podcast. I got to talk to Charles though. Um, because I have not had that conversation with him yet, but instead of streaming games, we might be, especially if they have new spoilers that we haven't covered, we actually might do that. And so we'll see. All right. You ready to get into some spoilers, JJ? Let's do it, man. We got a lot to cover today. Yep. All right. So we're going to go through the official AMG spoilers first. Just because I want to go through those um, because those are the new ones that we know 100% are for sure and are legal to talk about. I guess technically, what are they going to do? Sue us? You know, I guess that would be good if they listen to our podcast. That would be kind of cool. Stop talking about the stuff that we're not ready to spoil yet. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see if GSP covers any of it next week or this week because technically they had to send sign NDAs and all sorts of stuff. So I do kind of wonder what if Dion's going to be allowed to do that or yeah, probably probably be okay. All right. So the first one we have Scum Crew IG11. JJ, you want to run it down? Yes, so this is a scum crew, and it uh, it says set up, equip this side face up. Before you will be dealt a face up damage card, you must place one fuse marker on this card and gain one calculate token instead. Then, if there are two fuse markers on this card, flip it, which leads to the other side of the card, which is IG11 anti capture protocol. During the end phase, remove one fuse marker from this card. Then if this card has no fuse markers on it, you are destroyed, and each other ship at range zero to one suffers one critical damage. As an action, you can place one fuse marker on this card. So this is a very interesting crew. We've actually saw this um we saw this card being used on the AMG stream um, a few weeks ago uh when they were going through some of the proposed changes um for the game. Um, this is what actually caused, I believe, his Boba Fett to blow up in the middle of the game during the objectives matches, and they verbally gave us the breakdown of this card and how it works. Um, it is a, a very interesting card, I think. Um, it, this definitely has to be cheap because yeah, you're only getting that one, uh, calculate token per critical result that you're, um, that you're you're doing so to maximum of two because you only get two fuse markers before you flip it and then you have to spend the rest of the time either taking an action to be to put more fuse charges on this um on the flip side before you you are destroyed um for this i would love to put this on a cheap ship probably like a tugboat um a tugboat equipped with dead man switch so that way when it does blow that's a crit and a um a a regular damage that goes through on exploding. And if you can use the tugboat's ability to tractor somebody into a spot where they're going to bump um, and be in range of this, this would be an absolutely great card 
to um to have on that ship especially if this is cheap i would say this card should be maybe three to four points yeah see i don't like this card as much as everybody else does i guess like it has to be so i mean like i know anything that has a large amount of hull i hate it because it's like unless there's going to be a way to put fuse tokens coming forth on these cards like this is just going to blow up right so like this is gives you two extra damage right mm-hmm. essentially it allows you to get two extra damage and you get free calculates not a bad but then you got two churns so like can you put crew on the autopilot drone can you, you can yeah, you can oh my put God. crew on it, but it doesn't, um, it can't carry any illicits. So, I mean, okay. yeah, All right. you can do it, but yeah, no illicits. Because I thought, man, uh, autopilot drone with this would be freaking amazing. Like, like yeah. three bombs <laughs> in one. Oh, man. Yeah, that's like, it's like, that's, that's a mini, that's literally like a mini, bo- like proxy mine that runs around and chases you, you know? Um, Oh, Deslin, that's actually a very good uh, point. I actually have not thought about using Kylo to kill ships without doing, um, without uh, without actually doing damage without showing the dark side. That's actually uh, an interesting interaction. Huh. No, and we haven't talked about that yet because I think that's the other issue this one has is, I guess it it forces you to want to go after whatever ship this this droid is on, right? Like, I mean, it forces you to want to do it because you don't want to leave this ship on the board because it's going to do a crit unless it's nowhere near you. Then who cares? You know, um, I don't know. I guess you could take the action to keep yourself from blowing up. Right. But that just seems bad. Like maybe with maybe if you put this on with Han Gunner. Right. So you your action is place a fuse marker on and then Han Gunner says, oh, I'm going to take the stress for the focus before, you know, at, at the end of system phase. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like. You see, that's that's the hard thing about this card, too, is that, you know, the only benefit you get is from the face up side, which allows you to um, to, you know, place a fuse marker to gain one calculate, but you're only going to get two calculates total out of this. So to put on a ship that has damage hole, I would rather just put this on a, on a smaller ship that doesn't cost as much um, just so you can, um, you can just take advantage of the suit calculates whenever it's needed. And that's why I think that the, the quad jumper is the, is the ship for um, this particular card, because when it is cheap, you're talking about 26 points and it's, um, it's going to be tractoring most of the time, which means that it's not going to get any tokens. And at a lower initiative, if it does get shot, it now gains a calculate token that allows it to now spend it on offense. So I think that the lower initiative ships that are cheap will benefit the most from this card because of that. Yeah, I guess I'm not sold on it just because if even on those things, those things are two agility, right? Five hall, two agility. So once you start taking damage, you're immediately getting your calculate tokens. The chances of one of those living four turns is pretty slim though right if if they're in fire i guess i don't know yeah. so like i don't even know if you're gonna get this protocol thing off yeah yeah it's true i mean it it 
and that's the other thing, right? Is that you have to suffer the crits in order for you to put the fuse markers on it. So there, there could be a chance that you actually don't suffer any crits at all. You just take pure damage, like regular damage. Um, so there is that. So I think that because there's just so much that has to go right for that card, I think it has to be cheap in order for it to be playable. So yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, Twitchy. Yeah, that's what. what yeah, that's what we were saying. Is with Dead Man Switch, it this does work. Like it, it, it. To some extent, it's only during the end phase, though. So if you destroy it in I3, it's gone and it will not trigger just dead man switch triggers. This yeah. should not. Because if the car, if the ship's not on the board, so your ship has to be able to live long enough to be able to trigger it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to make it all the way to the end phase after everybody's already shot, and then at that point, um, that's when the card requires you to check to see if there's any remaining fuses, and if there's not, then that's when it detonates. And then at that point, the the first part would trigger first, I believe, the crits, and then the dead men switch uh, damage would trigger after that. So I have a question. We're gonna pull this up because I want to do that. We're gonna pull up. I want to know not about that guy. What does, is it, um, who's the guy that can hold the Skurg Bomber, right? So Nim says, before a friendly bomber mine, never mind. Yeah, before a friendly bomber mine, yeah. So that sucks, because that means you can't use that together. Because I was thinking, if you could be able to somehow hold, you know, those on there. Well, how about this? What does Gleb say? Uh, so, let's take a look. what type of a token is is a is a fuse? So, think of the like the delayed fuses, like the little circle uh, white and black tokens. I know, but what is it considered? I think it's just a token. Oh. Okay, so Gamma Key is not Gleb. Gamma Key says at the start of the end phase, you may spend two energy to choose a ship at zero to one with one or more circular tokens. That circular token is not removed from that ship. Uh, I gotta see if the fuse token would count as a circular token. Hang on. All right, we're gonna Google it. Yeah. Fuse token at Z Wing. Because I want to know, because if it is considered, they just call it a marker. So we're going to probably have to go to the, whatchamacallit. Does AMG have the rules up there? Yeah, they should. That's actually why I'm going to, I'm pulling that first. Because understanding if that works i mean that would be the only thing yeah nim doesn't work we, there's no way nim works we <laughs> where <laughs> i was incorrect i just i was kind of wondering because i i don't play again yeah. i don't play nim so yeah it, it's uh it's a hexagon yeah that's right so yeah now sadly that wouldn't work yeah and okay yeah the, the only other thing i was thinking of is cutthroat but that that only does uh charges, charges. so yeah yep. So yeah, okay. no, there's no way to to delay that outside of the um, the action on the flip side of that card. That's it. 
Okay, so that's good and bad. It's good because Scum doesn't need any more gibberish. It's bad only because they're, you know, like them having, um, you know, if you would really want that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Q09 or Q9-0. This is a I5 for the Razor Crest. After you fully execute an advanced maneuver, you may perform a calculate or barrel action barrel roll action even while stressed. If you do, gain one strain token. Seems pretty good actually. Like that seems like a that seems decent. I, I wouldn't say that's better than Mando, um, but that yeah. seems pretty decent. Yeah, I think that this is a fantastic card, uh, mainly because the calculate and the barrel action that's on this card is treated as white because it does not specifically state it as a red maneuver or uh, a red barrel or a red calculate, uh, similar to like Vizier in the Empire um, that allows him to perform a coordinate action after he does the ailerons maneuver um so this does give him that ability to still execute that advanced maneuver like a k turn and uh get that uh that free um modification um or barrel action now this will actually work well with ig88 crew um that allows you to get double calculates so you can actually still get two calculates off of this if you have it as a crew on this particular ship here um, so that's uh, that's actually pretty solid there. Yeah, I, I don't think this is earth shattering personally, but no. I do like it. I think this is pretty good. Yeah, um, I think it'll be a fun, neat little mechanic. And again, everything always depends on price, blah, 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 blah. Um, but to some extent, if this is not an overpriced, this is this is a good pairing for those IG ships, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, especially, uh, um, they haven't revealed the slots for it, but if they come, if this comes with like a cannon slot, um, pairing this with IG88B, um, getting that, that double tap with, uh, on this chassis, it will be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So not much to this one. I do like this personally. <clears throat> um, and I, that is, uh, one of them I want to try. Uh, they did give us for whatever reason, they're giving us a dial again. Um, I Just will so tell you. Yeah. This is a bad dial. <laughs> like, like this is a horrible, like clear stress dial. Um, yeah, it's like the uh, the FO bomber, right? <laughs> exactly. <like> yeah. That. <laughs> I I don't think this becomes unplayable because of it. But so I have a question: Is a hard stop a is a hard stop an advanced maneuver technically because it's red? Uh, I want to say yes. I'll have to actually go back to the RRG for um, for that to see if that uh, if that would count as an advanced maneuver. But I know that the Talon rolls so, and the K-turns are advanced maneuvers. If that's the case, this becomes more that card become goes up in stock. How about that? Like it yeah. goes up, 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 up in stock if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. It definitely um, it definitely makes it a lot better. Now, um, Twitchy mentioned having the L337 crew um, as a as a good option for this, uh, which after you flip it to the other side, it does reduce the bank maneuvers uh, for the ship. I would prefer to put L337 on Mando um, because I want to try to use Zero's ability as much as possible. 
um, to, for this, but it, that's not a bad option because um, ideally I would want to have a double calculate on Q9 um, for offense slash defense um, rather than get the um, get the better more defensive I would say ability for it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Does okay? Hold on, I, I'm going to challenge that slightly only because. You're getting a strain, which is reducing your agility down to one. A double calculate doesn't do a ton on defense. On offense, you're right, it does. But on defense, it like, eh, I mean, well, yeah, I, it will to, trigger, but not. To clarify, right? You're, um, even if you're not doing his, using his ability, having the double calculates with two agility is still pretty good because you have that that possibility of just modifying one of those dice, right? So having just that single calculate on two dice uh, normally is pretty good. So overall, I think that um, okay. the double calculate is good that way. So yeah. I just, I don't see it as much on the defense. Yeah, I see it more if you're not straining yourself. Now, we saw something that can get rid of strain, these different things. Like it, now you're getting into like a lot of more scumminess. So if you can start getting rid of the strain, this becomes insanely powerful then. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, and I will say we would try, I would want to try L337 hundred percent. Like I would want to see yeah. if that would be better than the double calculate. I don't know. I, we just don't, we don't know how long these ships actually live. Right. You know, you think that the Mando ship will have one or two crew. Uh, in my opinion, it should have two crew, but so I'm both. skeptical of that. If it does have both, just run both IG and L3. Yeah. I'm skeptical it's going to get two crew, but really, like, if, if we want to talk about, like, how it fits in the show, you, you can run multiple crew, but I guess you can run multiple crew in Bobo's ship, and he has nothing, so. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. um, So, I don't know. I like, I like, so far out of the pilots I've seen, um, even in the other pack, other than Fen, like I really like this. Like this is I I this is one I, I definitely will be putting on the board um for it. So why don't we let's see here? I want to go real quick and we're gonna see if the manual ship. So I heard a rumor from a little rumor bird from somebody that works at a game store that said the gauntlet is now delayed. Or they were incorrect in the original date. Did you hear anything about that at all? Yeah, same thing. Just rumors. Nothing official as of yet from AMG, but I mean, it does make sense. Um, there's been a lot of delays logistically for a lot of other things um, other than games uh, due to the rise of COVID um, here in the States and across the world, specifically like the new variants that are out. Um, so it, doesn't surprise me that there is a delay um but it just just hasn't been anything as of yet for um officially from amg just stating the, the delay for it so yeah so the mandalore the forces of mandalore plat pack still shows here with the 22nd you can still order it do you know do you think we'll be able to i wonder what i wish i had the name you think it's called the ST70, or do you think it's going to be called the Razor Crest? Uh, it's the ST70 assault ship, uh, at least according to the the card. 
All right. Because now my question becomes is if they're going to um, delay that ship too. I, I, how about this? I know my local store has already told me that they have put an order in for this pack. Yay. <laughs> I hate their site so much. Yeah, it's it's not the, the best well done. Yeah, no. All right, so we're going to skip that, and I will, I will dump that down here, and we will just keep moving on. Yep. And I will see how long it takes to find that, and then I will update you guys in a few minutes. All right, so now we're on to the Pride of Mandalore pack. I am very, very excited for this, even more than I was uh, earlier this month. We have so many cool things that are coming up. So JJ threw together some of the images, uh, blew them up a little bit for us. So why don't we go through them? Yeah, so uh, so this first one here was from one that was spoiled from Games Bandit out of Australia. Um, they're the ones that I believe received a pack of this from a store, and they um, they opened it up and revealed the cards that came in. And the first one here is going to be a Gunner card, uh, Ursa Range for Republic or Separatists only. It reads, after you require lock onto an enemy ship beyond range 2, if there are no friendly units at range 0 1 of the lock unit, gain one Calculate token. Um, this will be fantastic, I think, as a gunner on Django Fett um, with the Slave 1 uh, title. I think that uh, if you go for that play style where you want to go one-on-one -on -one against a particular ship, and um, especially towards the end game when there's nobody else in range, this is going to be a fantastic card to have uh, to, to gain double mods, basically. Um, I can easily see this being a 5-6 to six point uh, card. Um, because of it's the ceiling for it. So yeah. Awesome. Twitchy, Twitchy said it was him. So he's nice. taking all the credit for it. So there you go. Um so oh, okay. okay. Nice. So you, you talked about separatists a little bit, but what about Republic? I mean, do you so, think this goes well with like a you know with a lat? Or can this go I mean technically this could go in an arc too, right? Because arcs have gunners. So the the one uh, the one pilot in mind that I have in mind for the Republic is Jag on the Arc One Seventy that allows him to acquire a lock after an enemy um, on his on his flank um, like fires a shot or takes a shot. Um, he can easily take this, especially if it's like that initial engagement. This will help him get that um, that double mod uh for for off of this card here easily and usually you just focus up normally so he will end up with a focus target lock and possibly a calculate token um for that particular ship i think that that would probably be a good one the other one is also oddball at initiative five um that can acquire a lock in the bullseye um he is also a pretty good candidate for this um i i think i'm trying to think if the y-wing version or if the ARC-170 version, I probably want to say the ARC-170 version would probably be the better one for this. Um, but yeah, I think those are two prime candidates for this card on the Republic. All right. Um, I, I'm going to guess points-wise, this is going to be four points, three points. I, I can't imagine it being much more than that. 
Oh, I meant to ask you for Zero, uh, the other pilot that we just saw for the um, for the the Mando uh, fighter. Um, how many points do you think he would be? Um, I guess it depends on where the base comes in. I'm guessing it's sixty-seven to seventy-five. Um, I would actually put him a little bit lower, um, because assuming that you're not putting any upgrades on him, I would actually probably put him in the low 60s i would say probably 62 to 64 range really okay yeah i just think with an i5 you got to be really careful you make an i5 too cheap <laughs> i mean well i mean it's still you, an i5 if you look at its um its whole value um and the shield value it is a 72 um the only other ship that's close to that would probably be the the G1A fighter, or even the um, the Kimogila, and if you take a look at, I mean, yes, he's an initiative five, but if you compare their stat lines compared to what this ship can do, um, they're roughly about the same. But he doesn't get the benefit of a focus initially; he just gets the calculate. Sure, you can add on upgrades that make it better, but if it's going to be that's a that's kind of a hard sell i think so i think that it has to be cheap enough where you consider flying him over other initiative five um like initiative five ships that are available to scum um to make him more tantalizing for you to choose fair enough all right so let's move on to the next upgrade obi-wan kenobi and we get the image which is a little weird i don't understand why they wanted to make Satine look like that, but they, they did. So um I think it's the silly a silly image. I don't I don't know. I don't like it. Um I don't like her her look there, but whatever. Yeah. Um I'm excited to see an Obi Kenobi crew. I'm sad it's only in Republic and not in Separatist. I personally think this should be a separatist card as well. That's just my opinion. Um after a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 spends a focus or evade token, you may spend one force. If you do, that ship gains one focus token. Um, I don't care what anyone says on a lat. This is this is going to be money if you're running other force users. If you're not running other force users, um, I don't know. Like The problem is if you don't run force users, this card is not worth as much. It's still a force point, so it's worth at minimum 8 points. But if you're running, <laughs> I am stealing your crew. Hell yeah. CIS for the win, baby. <clears throat> but think of it this way, though, right? If I am running this with a force user, this is worth more. It's just like hands down. This is just an insanely good card for another force user, right? Like an Obi-Wan is really good, but now you can put this on like a tankier ship. You put this on another ship. And 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 you could put this on an arc. Not saying I would. Um, it probably fits better in a lat. But you could put this on an arc, and now you're now you have to burn that arc down. If you do not burn that arc down, Obi Wan's just giving everybody fucking focuses. You know. So so here's here's my broken combo. This is how I've already broken this card. So it is crew, right? Which means that this can go onto R two D two, right? R2D2 can also be supported by Yoda and the Eda and the Eda 2 because his ability reads while another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 spends one or more force, you can spend a force to have that ship recover a force. So you can essentially generate two to three forces a turn 
to change them into focus tokens for your your ships in your fleet. So I can easily see this going together with Yoda um, in the Ada 2 and then this on the crew of R2-D2 and then just run this with a bunch of ships that want focus tokens to spend either generic uh, like 7Bs um, or even other arcs or even like a, a swarm or mini swarm of V-Wings uh, to go along with this easily. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping this is a 14-point card. Um, better or worse than Fifth Brother crew? Uh, I guess I don't know what Fifth Brother crew does because I've never ran it. It's the it was spoiled for the uh, the Mando pack. Or sorry, um, not Mando. Uh, I meant Savatra Press. Sorry, Savatra Press. Uh, I think this is better in the long run, personally. Okay. I I do think this is a little bit better. Yes. Yeah, I think that this is I 14 points might be a bit much. I I would put this conservatively at 12 points, honestly. Okay. Yeah. And that's only because I hate Obi-Wan's fucking ability to give just, tokens back to people. Three four ship. Merry Christmas. It, Merry Christmas. Oh, I thought you I thought you just hate it because of the art. I was gonna say just put some tape on it, you'll be fine. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. I'll put some tape on it. All right. So I think this is solid. This I'm happy we're getting an OB crew. Um, so, yeah. So the next card that we have here is a rebel crew card. Uh, this one is Ursa Ren. Her ability reads, you may maintain up to two locks. Each lock must be on a different object. After friendly ship at range zero to three is locked, you may acquire a lock on an enemy ship. This automatically to me gets stapled onto shower bay on the arc 170 because she wants two target locks to um, to help her with her um, with her ability, and just um, and just just keep on acquiring locks throughout the game, and just take focuses all day. Easy. Yeah, I think this is um, not needed in Rebel. So I hope this is fifty points. <laughs> fuck, fuck Rebel. God, hate rebels so much. <laughs> rebels aren't too bad, man. I disagree. I am excited that my CIS swarm list killed the rebel list, though. So, um, I, I okay. In all seriousness, though, I I think this is a really good card too. The problem in rebel is you're competing with so many other crew cards, right? So this has to be aggressively priced if it's ever going to see play. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing this is a seven to eight points. That's my guess. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, that it has to be about seven, eight points, or at least at the same cost of Magma Yaro crew, which allows you to acquire a lock after you defend um, because you are getting that free mod um, every time. Um, the interaction, the way it's worded, though, is a little weird on the second part because it says after friendly ship at range zero to three is locked, you may acquire a lock on an enemy ship. So you could technically lock your own friendly and get a lock on an enemy ship. At least that's how I'm reading it. Um, I'm sure, though, that there'd probably be an FAQ on that. So, why would you want to lock your own ship, though, to get a free lock? Because your the enemy ship could be out of range, possibly. I'm guessing no is going to allow you to get a lock on the other ship. That's my not on the enemy ship, not on you. Fair. Yeah. 
So uh, the next card uh, that we'll go after here is another crew card here for the Republic. Uh, this one here is Satine. Um, her ability reads, at the start of the engagement phase, you may spend two charges. If you do, each friendly ship may choose to gain one deplete token and one focus token or gain one disarm token and one evade token. Um, I Kind of a useful ability. I can see this uh, working out on the turns where you need to disengage. Um, this can pair very well with ships that can do, or like the lab, for instance, that wants to do like seven fleet gunner and uh, just gain depletes all the time and then just pass out um, like either deplete tokens um, or disarm tokens to get an evade token um, whenever you're you're trying to re, um, regain your charge and keep your lad alive. Um, I think it's a really nice card to go with that kind of strategy. Um, overall, getting to the plea token and a focus token, if you could get this at a lower initiative and then the rest of your ships can do blue maneuvers to get rid of that, the plea token, um, that could be really good. And it's only a two charge uh, ability. Um, so it, I think it's balanced, honestly, for that. Yeah, I don't, I actually like this one. Um, and I, I would wager this is a five point card. Yeah, I would say this would be about a five point card. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like it. I think this is good for Republic to some extent. It kind of, it can make up your, I have, okay. Selfishly, I shouldn't reveal the list because it's a list we're considering running for, um, uh, Adepticon. But, there is a Warthog six ship swarm list that we have that this would fit very nicely into. Nice. Because you run all the other five ships in a snaggle tooth formations per se, right? So that that way you get more um, bullseyes. more ability bullseyes and you don't need the bullseyes as much as you just need to get the arcs out there. And okay. then you just start destroying things. This works very well with that list. Because there's a lot of times you're not gonna have um you're not gonna have an arc with one or two ships. So taking that disarm token and evade evade token, who cares? It nice. helps. Oh yeah. So all right. The next one is Corky Kaiser. I don't know who Corky is, I guess. It's I didn't teen, pay attention it's, enough. It's a Satine's son. That's who he is. Okay. After a friendly ship in your front 180, one front, basically in the front of you, at range one to two becomes the defender, you may transfer one green token to it. While a friendly ship in your front at range one to two defends, if you obstruct the attack, the defender rolls one additional defense die. Uh, this is for Republic only. I think this is, I don't like this. I think this card is okay, I guess. I, I don't, I'm not really sold on this. Um, but I guess it's weird because while you're in the front arc of your, the other ships, they roll in. Uh, I mean, no, it, this card's really good. Never mind. Because you're rolling an additional, they're rolling an additional defense die or you transfer a token. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I, um, part of me that that wonders the effectiveness of this is if um, number one, if Tactical Scrambler is going to be banned in standard, 
um, because range zero attacks will be a thing. Um, and most times, even if you do decide to uh, take a shot, if you have a shot that's not at range zero, you'll probably want to take that shot just so you can um, get your mods uh, onto that ship when you're when you're doing those shots. Um, so this, if you use the ship that has this card equipped as a blocker, rolling that additional defense die uh, will help their defense. Um, even or you can even consider using this in addition to tactical scrambler, either on the Arc One Seventy that has both the crew and the mod slot, or the lat that also has the crew and the mod slot. Um, this definitely helps out a lot. And if you can have a way to generate green tokens with you, um, specifically with like Satine, where you could take a disarm token in addition to a um, an evade token and transfer that evade token to another ship in your front arc. Um, this could potentially be um, a, a pretty nice combo to make your ships last a lot longer. Um, beyond that, other than the lat and the um, the arc one seventy um, doesn't have as much use because the majority of the shots has to be in your front forward arc. Um, so you do have, and I would say limited use for this particular card, but I could easily see this starting off at about six to eight points, I would say. Yeah, I have a feeling this, this is a weird, one of those weird cards. I have a feeling this is a sleeper that could be really good, but I don't know. I think it's going to be better on the gauntlet, right? Cause that's going to be the large base oh, ship. True. Um, and that gauntlet moves pretty fast, has a lot of hull, can stay in front of your other ships. Um, but then it forces those other, other everybody else to basically shoot the gauntlet, right? So I, I I'm gonna guess this is gonna come in at you know again six six ish points, maybe five, probably five is a more fair number, unless somebody's tested this with some other like really mean setups. <laughs> then I would say no. Um, but it, I guess I didn't go through all the cards because I wanted these to be a surprise for tonight, honestly. Yeah. So I didn't go through everything beforehand on the show. I purposely avoided everything until tonight. Um, but I have, I have a feeling this is a sleeper card that has potential, but I would probably put it at five or six points. And, and, and again, I don't know. I like it because it plays mind games, but it's, it, it's, I don't know. It's a hard to gauge, I guess. All right. Captain Hark for Imperial only. Two charges. Nothing reoccurring. After you fully execute a red maneuver, if you are not focused, you may spend one energy to gain a focus token. Seems pretty good to me for Imperial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. It's a one crew only slot. I don't know. I like this card quite a bit for Imperial. I mean, it's it's only going to fit with certain types of archetypes, but I, I think that this card has extreme potential, I guess. So the ships on the Empire that could take crew uh, would be the Shuttle, um, also the Tide Reaper, and the decimator, uh, which to my knowledge only has a heart stop, as actually does even have a heart stop. I don't think it does. Um, and beyond that, I don't think there's any other crew carry that I can think of off the top of my head that can take that. Um, so I, on the lat and on the um, 
on the Reaper, I can definitely see that being nice. Um, oh, actually, the um, the Decimator has a hard one that's a, a red, so that that could potentially be nice too. Um, and of course, the this will also come with the uh, the Gauntlet, which will have that ability as well. Um, I don't know if this really enhances any other ship um, for it, other than the 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 shuttle, the Lambda shuttle, uh, which when it starts doing those hard twos to try to start turning around, um, it could definitely like help it out to get some offense if it's able to get those guns in place. Um, but other than that, uh, I don't know. I think that this is probably like a four point card um, because you're going to use it twice. So, yep, I agree. Next up is Benra. All right, and Fenrau here is a crew for both Rebel and Scum. His ability reads before a friendly ship at range zero to engages if its revealed maneuver is a speed of one or higher, and there is an enemy ship in its front arc at range one, that friendly ship re may remove one non-lock red token. Um, so that is a really good card to have um, as a support piece um, to have all the ships that are ahead of you to um, to help support um it's uh, help support them. So you can essentially use this to remove strain tokens or stress tokens um, or deplete tokens in the front and have them take uh, good shots. This will probably work well uh, again as a Jan carrier uh, or to help Jan carrier to uh, proc its ability twice as a, um, as a support piece. And yeah, I, I think this is a solid crew now because there's a lot of requirement for this card to get, um, to to trigger i think that this is probably going to be relatively cheap i see this as like a two or three point card easily uh i feel this is higher than two or three points personally i think this should be a lot higher um this is an easy 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 to proc it kind of like Deslin saying i I especially in scum, so you're going to be able to okay. So, think about the first pilot we talked about, right? The first pilot we talked about gets the strain token after it does an advanced maneuver. Somebody else comes along, maybe Bosk, right? And does this. I'm high, I'm, I'm hap happy that it says a speed one or higher, otherwise, it we would be seeing things just sit Both there. Stops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but either which way that ship can then just say, Hey, look, this bando thing is within range two. Boom, here you go. Uh, we're gonna take one of those things off. I do agree, can it be harder to proc? Sure, but I I don't think so. I bet you there's a lot of combinations with this. Um, both factions have moldy crow, man. So uh I guess it does say for I guess well it does say for an arc. I don't know. Yeah, because and mm. remember, front arc and range one. So if you're bumped, you can't use this. And if you're outside of the front arc, you also can't use this either. So I, I, while, yeah, you can probably get it during that initial joust where everybody's coming at each other. Beyond that, once you get past the initial joust, it's not going to happen because you have to have the 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 ship that's carrying this within range zero two of the friendly number one and then on top of that the other ship now has to uh, make sure that they had done a speed one or higher 
and have that enemy ship in the front arc. So maybe if the other side decides to, you know, K turn and then we come in again for the um for the joust at that point, sure, it can proc again. But is your Fen carrier gonna be alive by that point? Or is your other ship that was that you're planning to do that gonna be alive at that point to do that? Yes, uh and I, I saw Desland uh mentioning the getting rid of ion uh, ion tokens if you're going over gas clouds sure that can definitely be a use would i want to intentionally go through a gas cloud to <laughs> to trigger this ability um i probably wouldn't because i'll also probably be getting a strain as well and um but yeah um i mean it, it's again there's a lot of steps that you have to go to to make sure that this shred was reliably for you and at that point is it even worth taking this card over other crew that are available in the rebellion I, I don't know. I don't think so. It has to yeah. be priced cheap enough to be competitive. I mm, I would say I'm telling I, I I say six points, no questions. I don't care if it's unplayed in rebels. I hate rebels, so good for them. One more unplayable card, they don't need it. They don't need it. All right. March stable. Oh yeah, good point, Deslin. I didn't think of that. Yeah, for scum. Yeah. Tiber Saxon is an Imperial gunner. After you perform an attack at range one to two, that hits the defender. If the defender has no face-up damage cards, you may spend one energy or more. For each energy you spend, the defender gains one strain token. Seems pretty good. I don't know, but I would really put it on other than a decimator, maybe. I don't... I, um. I, so far, we only have one gauntlet imperial, um, one imperial gauntlet fighter so far that they've revealed, right? To my knowledge, yes, yep. So, yeah, unless they have an initiative five, I don't see this, I don't see myself putting this on anybody else other than Rack, um, to, to get that strain. Yeah, I, mean, I still think it's an okay, I think this is okay. Like, if this is a three point or four point card. Um, it probably sees play. Um, but they don't. Imperial doesn't have swarms in the same way other lists do, right? You know, like tie swarms just are not a thing, unfortunately. So, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the Punisher or the the bomber, one of the bombers. Yeah, I I, I could see that. Oh, I fair. don't think yeah, it, again. Bomber. I don't think this is a bad card. Um, but because. <laughs> You know, and I do like it because it, it does recharge. So maybe it's worth more because it recharges, right? You think, JJ, do you think that's a possibility? Because technically, because it can regain its charges, it's worth a little bit more. So the caveat for this to trigger um, repeatedly is that the defender has to have no face up damage cards. Um, if you're running out of bomber, you're probably running some type of ordinance or torpedo, which can trigger the face up damage to to happen i uh, because it does have that recurring charge i do think that this is going to be about six to eight points i think yeah because so think of it, okay. it times. yeah yeah with ions with ions it works right so not question i have right because oh, of how this it. how this reads this is like plasma torpedoes right plasma torpedoes reads the same way if they don't have this than that yeah. right so this means if they if you hit so let's say it's let's say you shoot an interceptor that has three hull and they have no damage 
and you roll two attack dice and you get one hit through. Technically, this would trigger before that hit, correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But okay. it would the strain will come into effect though after like on the next attack. Yes, you, 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 you're absolutely right. But again, if you're if you're focus firing on something or double tap firing yeah. on something, then it would be beneficial. You That's know? true. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Like I agree with you. Like it's still I, I still think seven points is too high. I really even think six is almost too high, but it does have reoccurring, so you can't yet you you just can't allow those cards to be super cheap, you know. Yeah, exactly. Something that gives a status effect like that um, definitely does have to be tempered so that way it's not abused. Um, but Dustin does bring up a good point with Ion Torpedo. Um, you give a torpedo and a strain. That's that's pretty solid. So the next one that we have here is another gunner. Uh, this one is Gar Saxon. That's for scum, and it's a large or huge ship only. Um, it reads, while you perform the target lock action, you can only choose objects in your front or rear arcs. While you perform a primary attack at the defenders in your front or rear arc, you may remove one orange or red token from the defender to roll one additional die to maximum of four. I would staple this onto Assad's Ventress all day, every day, or even um, uh, uh, the other uh, the other pilot for the Lancer. Her name escapes me. Ketu. Um, yes, this, this is great. Um, Ketsu, you give that, that tractor token in the beginning, move them wherever you want to, if you need to, or just keep them there. Um, roll, uh, you can remove that, uh, that tractor token, uh, roll the additional dice. If it hits, you track them again with the title and they stay tractored. It's nice. It's great. Yeah. I like this too. Um, a lot, actually, I'm very i'm actually kind of concerned by this card but the best part is is they're adding this to epic too so this card pack allows us to have an epic if we're an epic too right so yeah um exactly. i don't play epic scum though so i'm not as excited um if this was like oh i got an epic list for you for scum as morrigan with droids oh my god he is all right all right nuts yeah i have to i have to show you that one day <laughs> all right we we will do that uh we'll we'll go through that that would that would be cool um yeah i don't know i like this uh i i i think i think the problem is is this is this is designed for the gauntlet fighter i mean what other large ship do you have that has a front and back um you know i mean you have a Saj, right but she that means she can't shoot out her side anymore yeah, exactly. Um, and you can also do this with um, the only other large ship that I would consider putting this on is perhaps only uh, like Dengar with Zam crew. Um, but that's about it. But even then, you're not getting as it's not as effective because you have to remove an orange or red token from the defender to trigger this ability. Um, but I don't know. It, it depends if you really want like a really, really big attack. So. All right. Um, thoughts on points for that one? I'm I'm thinking that's like nine or ten because yeah. It's yep, I was gonna say it's gonna be an eight or nine point. But that's my theory is eight or nine. I think the yeah. the front the first part where you can only take the target locks on ships in your arc is the, your front like that that arc I that that hurts it, but everything else about that just makes that way too powerful to have 
any cheap any cheaper than eight points. You just dude, I can't have Asajj rolling six dice. I just you know or five dice. You just can't can't imagine that. that with Bosk Bosk rolling four to five dice at range one. My gosh, that's nuts. Ugh. And then get a crit and split it. <laughs> yeah, no, stop, stop. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. This is ten points. There you go. It, you've, you've, you've ended it. It's minimum ten points. We're done. It's so much better than Greedo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Ten points. All right. Next one is Gar Saxon for the Imperial. It's a crew upgrade. While a friendly unit, which I don't understand why it says unit, other than I guarantee you it means the super commandos, which I don't know why the hell we're talking about that. Um, At range one to three with an initiative of four or lower performs an attack against a defender, you have locked. The attacker may change one eyeball result to a crit. Or a hit. (laughs) Crit. Um... I don't know. I think this because it says friendly unit. It's just a niche card. Yeah. And I think this will see little play, but it because of what it can do. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. like this. I don't think this is any good. Sorry. I just because because you're going to you have to have now two carriers that can have crew. So you're going to have to have two ships that can carry crew. And if Super Mandos or whatever the hell they're going to call them in Imperial is going to be two crew slots, which we don't know. But if it is now, you got to have a whole nother ship. I mean, it, I just I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't like this one. And it, the it has to be an initiative for a lower right. I don't know. So I don't like it. And you have to have them locked. This has yes. so many stupid caveats to yes. it. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's something that I didn't care for. Like I, the the word salad on this, because you have to have a lock that breaks this card for me for that. Now, the other part of it is we still don't know the term unit, if it does apply only to just those super commandos or if they'll in- make it include both ships and those commandos. Um, so that way you can have like a passive mod ability for all your other ships, then that makes this a little bit better. But yeah, they, if unless they have an asymmetric build uh, with the with the pilots, meaning that certain pilots will have three crew slots versus just two, um, the only way you're gonna have um, this card on the on the field is probably like I, what does the decimator have three crew? I'm gonna see. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so yeah, putting this on a decimator um, that is gonna be the only way to run this card, basically. So I don't like it. I don't I don't know like this is like unfortunately this has to be a little bit higher cost because of what it can do but it's going to be so hard to trigger the damn thing like if it's anything over 3 or 4 points you'll never see it ran mm-hmm. I don't know unless super commandos are amazing then maybe eh, yeah maybe that's a big maybe yeah so the right. uh the next card that we have here is a crew uh tristan wren uh this one is sabine's sister uh this is for rebel or squad uh including garth saxon so you can actually run this on empire as well uh this one reads while a friendly unit performs a uh, at range zero three performs a 
missile attack, or at least that icon attack. You may spend one charge. If you do, the attacker may change one hit result to a critical result. Um, so it's, the attacks that have that particular symbol, I'm thinking some of the cannons. Um, actually, no, none of the cannons. Um, foresight. Uh, foresight, Snapshot. but foresight you can't or foresight and snapshot you can modify those dice though it specifically says you cannot so um that's even worse <laughs> yeah it's even worse exactly so uh -huh. this is like really really limited on on like the different attacks that you can use this for um all right yeah. so can we stop for a second because mm -hmm. this says friendly unit again yeah. right and then it says range zero to three performs a a missile attack does that mean our, our super commandos can shoot missiles now? What the fuck, man? No, no, no. So, so if you're looking at the like the missile upgrade, it has like the diagonal missile, and then this one here it refers to the no range bonus type of attack, like the ones that that's on snapshot um, or foresight, for instance. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, if uh, going back to the superman super commando card that they revealed a while back they uh when they attack they do not get that range bonus so okay. they have that icon on there so i think that's what that is in reference to so, yeah but yeah so, yet another crew that unless you're running with three crew it's not gonna like do anything so yeah i i this is a three point card two two to three points that's it i yeah. like it i don't actually i like the idea of this this is kind of like a greedo-esque you know card that's what this is and getting a greedo s card outside of scum is pretty cool but i don't know i'm done i'm done i'm done with it i don't like it that much yeah all right so the next thing that this is weird there's a new bomb coming and just so y'all know new bomb called the blazer bomb which looks like it is a seismic charge that then has a secondary explosion path so it is a seismic charge that uh, had intercourse with a proximity mine and then exploded <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was premature it was premature in its, <laughs> in its in its one i don't know so let's read it at the end of activation this device detonates when the device detonates, each ship and remote at range 0 to 1 rolls one attack die. Each ship or remote suffers one damage for every or for each hit or crit result. After this device detonates, place a blaze by aligning it to the blaze's guides to the device's tab. Hmm, like right. that. Exactly, yeah. All right, so <laughs> hold on, and, We're gonna, and then it gets a fuse marker on top of that. It's a lot to unpack, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like so, essentially, this is a dual bomb to some extent, right? Yeah, it's a two-stage bomb. Yes. Okay. So, do you know any history on the Blazer bomb? I, I have never heard of this. So, I, I think they actually put this once on like one of the episodes from from Clone Wars and some of the later okay. seasons. I, 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 it was something that was just quick. Um, but I have to go back to like actually see what what exactly it's for. But basically, yes, it's a it's a delayed bomb that acts like a kind of like a 
like a proton bomb, but you only are dealt a, a, a damage, right? A regular damage yep. on the hit or a crit result. Uh, then after that, then it adds on that giant blaze that's uh, that comes out out of it, which is this. It looks like the size of a proximity mine, and it gets a, a fuse marker added on top of that, and then it acts like the uh, the chaff cloud. Where if you overlap it, then you get like whatever um, whatever result happens from it, and then and stays there until it's gone. Okay, I uh, I like it. I think this is really cool. Um, I like the design space. I'm very scared to some extent of what this means for putting this on a fire spray. Um, I mean, just, oh my God, this is like giving them. You're For, just, oh forget the fire spray, put this on Captain Nim, put this oh. on Nim and have Nim oh. just hold that fuse marker forever. <laughs> Now I um I believe you can actually also add on um actually no it wouldn't work on that way. I was thinking the uh delayed fuses, but that would only work on the first part of the bomb. But yeah, I would love to have this with Captain Dim because this stays onto the board like an obstacle. And um and yeah, it it'll be great. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, this seems this looks really good. And basically you're adding that seventh obstacle on the board for a couple turns, unless you're mm -hmm. Nim. But um, so I thought we had in more to this. I guess maybe we'll see we, if they're do, later now. This is just part of the um, the next part here is just some of the new obstacles that's coming into the pack as well. Um, that's coming up further down. So we do have new rocks and debris that we have it. I love the arc records on it because you can see like the destroyed ships and stuff and the destroyed cockpits. Um, these are huge. These look like they're very, very huge obstacles. I'm automatically going to incorporate this as part of my list um, because I love to shoot through obstacles. I mean, blackout. I like to land on them. No, I, like I like to land on them. I like to trick shot with Han, uh, scum Han, <laughs> um, or yeah, anybody that that benefits from being close to obstacles is going to love these new obstacles because I mean they're huge. They're big. Oh yeah. Can I land a droid on one? Oh, I can land yeah, two can land. easily. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to bump anymore. Too. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Especially this one right down here on the bottom left, oh, yeah. right next mm -hmm. to the Sabine Darksaber art. Yeah. Um, which all right, we're gonna talk about that in a minute. But I mean anyway, this this is exciting to me. I like this. I like the new I like that we're getting new obstacles. I think that's fun. Um notice the single thing fighter dial because you yeah. know what that means right mm -hmm. you know sure that means if rebels wants to run four fang fighters they're buying four of these packs it looks like well not necessarily we could have only just seen just this this particular insert and they could have been in all the other inserts that come with all the extra like tokens on them for like whatever things okay twitchy so, yeah. just confirmed that they are there's five in there so okay good yeah we just didn't get the you didn't give us the pictures twitchy you didn't give no, us the pictures <laughs> i think he did i just didn't put it in the doc okay so yeah, yeah. damn it that, jj i was that's i was me. getting my hopes up saying <laughs> you know what let's make rebel feel the pain hey you want you want to run more thing fighters you get fucking four of these packs baby like let's feel like they're little discord or yeah. they're not discord like little droids Anyway, um, I'm excited. I, I'm very excited by these uh, obstacles. So I I, I agree with you. 
I like it. I'm happy we keep getting new obstacles. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'm actually just loading in those uh, those photos in now. Um, but yeah, they're they're definitely really nice. All right. You know, you every time you load. All right. There you go. I'm just gonna wait and let you load them. Go ahead and load them. There you go. Just look at the size of those things. Yeah. Nope. I like it. I I like it. I like it a lot. I think that this is a huge benefit. Um, where'd you put the other ones? It's coming. You're just slow. Yes. <clears throat> I I I do like it though because. And then you moved them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, That's those will be the biggest obstacles. See, and what's exciting is for people like me who play CIS, they great. I hope we don't have the bumping rules because I want to keep playing CIS with these new, um, <laughs> these new obstacles. Don't worry. All you have to do is just fly better, man. You're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 mm -hmm. All right. Then Lastly, the last card that we have here, this is a command card here that this is going to be for Epic only. Um, this is for Rebel. Uh, it is Sabine Wren, and it says, Set up before placing forces, assign trials of the Darksaber condition to yourself. While you perform a coordinate action, you may coordinate one additional friendly ship, and it adds a red coordinate action to it. Um and then the condition card here for Trials of the Dark Saber, it says, while you perform an attack, again, uh, while you perform an attack at attack range 0-2, you may spend one critical result. If you do, if the defending ship player has scored more objective, coin, uh, objective tokens than you, they lose one scored objective marker and place that on this card. After you defend, if you're destroyed by an enemy ship at attack range 0-2, assign Trials of the Dark Saber condition to the attacker. All the uh, the objective markers remain on this card. At the end of the game, this ship scores all objectives on this card here. So this is a nice way to uh, steal those objective markers from your enemies um, when you're playing those particular scenarios in epic play. And it, uh, it makes your ship a big target, too to make sure that you um, you keep all those objective markers till the end of the game. So, yeah. All right. So I have three thoughts on this. One, I'm sad that this is rebel only. Because I don't own any rebel epic ships at all. <laughs> I'm very sad by that. Two, this is amazing. This is like, this is hands down, in my opinion, one of the best condition cards that they've ever had. Um, and what I hope is AMG figures out how to get this into play for standard period, like, and in other factions and not just rebel, like this should be a non-faction specific card. I think this should be a hundred percent a scenario. And I love this. And, and I, and I say this because I have played some Epic and I really like Epic a lot, actually. So like, I don't like the setup for Epic in any way, shape, or form. I don't ever spend any time theory crafting in Epic, but I love Epic. And like, so if, if you want to come to Michigan and there's no tournaments going on, you're like, hey, I'm up in Grand Rapids. Uh, can we do an Epic event? You know, or like hang out and play Epic? Boom. Good. 100%. Love it. 
I play Epic at least once every couple of months. I try to if people are around. So, um, yeah, I love Epic. I wish I hope that this I hope that this Trials of the Dark Saber is something that can come from other ones because I don't want to have to just play against somebody playing Rebels and I don't own a Rebel Epic ship right now to play it on, unfortunately. But I love this. This idea here is great. Seriously. Yeah, I think that as they expand more on standard play with like more objectives and stuff like that, like if they come with like an objectives pack for standard play that gives more scenarios other than the ones that they were talking about during the stream, I could definitely see them adding like commander type cards that you can um, add on to your to your list for any particular type of thing, or even just standard crew cards that can do that and um, have similar type of effects, right? Where you can steal objective points from other players um for for like uh that particular type of scenario i could definitely see that coming down the line for, for oh man think of it this way too like oh my god this would be so amazing think of it this way where you could have an upgrade card that could go in any faction that would allow you to have faction specific banner cards oh my god you know what cis gets immediately massage ventress <laughs> yeah right hell no dude <laughs> mm -hmm. yum give me that mm. I'll eat oh, that man. shit up right there. Oof. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot. I I hope I hope they just spoil the rest and then they give us some context. That would be great. Um next week or the week after they have a rules book, so I didn't have a chance to read through it. We will read through that and see if there's anything we're missing, any new rules or things like that. Um and and who knows, everything might change a little bit because the rumor is, is that next week they're going to drop, you know, the points changes and the new rules. So I have no idea. So depending on when they drop that will depend on, you know, what we cover. But I would be excited. Maybe JJ and I will do a segment where we look at epic cards that could be usable in standard for scenario. Oh, my God. We should do that and then send it to them and be like, if you guys haven't thought about this, <laughs> here you go. Listen to this shit, because. There's just so many good cards in Epic. You just have to be careful because they would scum would just be so overpowered. Like, seriously, if you could have some of those Epic cards scum. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ugh. All right. So we have one more segment I wanted to do tonight, a newer segment called What If? And we're going to call it the design space version. And I don't have a cool graphic or anything to give you. Because I didn't feel like making one today. Um, I play Mario Party with my kids instead. So the new one um, or the old one? Uh, the new superstar one for the Switch. I got to challenge you online, stuff. bro. I got to challenge you online. I got to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, you you want to play some Mario <laughs> Mario Party? I'll play Mario Party online with you. That's fine with me. <laughs> we'll do it. Um. So what I wanted to do is is say, okay, hey, what if? we had the ability to either design our own cards, which I think should be, would be beneficial if they could allow people to make suggestions. But what if we had something where we could have something different? So what I wanted to do is talk about configs, right? Because I think, you know, we had that discussion about gauntlets and did they get a config? Do they not get a config? Blah, 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 blah. Well, how many other ships could have different configurations that would just change the design of that ship? which would make it better or worse. And so what I wanted to do is say, hey, what if we had a configuration card 
what would it be to you? What would you want? What would you want to see? How would you want to do it? And I'll go first just because I'll, I'll kind of get lead off with the example. Um, and if, if this, if, if people like this, we'll do this with pilots. We'll do this with, um, cannons. Like I really want to get into the cannons because I think cannons are a highly unexplored topic in, um, X-Wing that could be more beneficial. Um, and I think configs could help benefit that, right? Like you could create configs. And so like, we're going to talk about ships that don't have configuration slots. For example, the fire spray, right? That's my first pick for a config slot. Um, and since they haven't made a decision on how they want to uh, curb Boba's craziness, <laughs> um, what I wanted to say is that if we had a configuration, what would it look like? So I'm going to say fire sprays get a configuration. This configuration will have a turret replace their forward backward arc. And now you're probably telling me nobody would ever take it. Who would ever do that? Nobody wants to limit a fire spray. But the idea would be is you would have a reduced cost to that pilot based on initiative. So, for example, if I have a one to two pilot. It would be we could reduce the cost of that pilot by 11 points. So now we're talking about negative points here, which I know a lot of people don't like. I do. I think it's great that you can do those type of things. And then let's say if it's a three to four initiative, it's an eight points and five to six. It's only five points. So, now, Bob, go ahead. Just a, just a question on it. Right. So yeah. um, when you're adding the turret, is it like a single turret or is it more like a bow tie turret? Single turret. Okay. Because it's a medium base. So okay. for for this specific fire spray in both separatists and scum, it okay. is a single turret. So what it does is it removes the the double area, right? You know that a fire spray gets and why fire sprays are really like S tier type material. Like most pilots are A or S tier. Like the fire spray chassis itself is just such a good chassis and it's 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 probably a poor design space for a medium-based ship um but that's a different conversation right so the idea would be is this would be something that you could create that would replace that that way they would not allow or not have to have them okay yeah i think that's that's um that's a, a fair configuration especially if you can limit it to just going to like a forward arc or a rear arc just like the um the tiss i think that would actually be thematic because you can actually see the the turrets or the actual like guns that are shooting from the the fire spray actually turned backwards or forwards and uh, yeah. i i would see this being a lot more thematic and this would definitely reduce the cost of the fire sprays um, or it should reduce the cost of the fire space because they don't have that double arc. So yeah, yep. definitely. And Twitchy makes a good point. You could say in standard play, this is a requirement. Oh yeah. I, I actually don't have a problem with that. Um, honestly. And the other option or the other thing. So like this configuration would be zero cost. It would have to be standardized hundred percent. Um, I would not want you to be able to take one fire spray with it, one fire spray without it. So it's standardized. Yeah. Um, but in that standardization, if you think about it, if you're running an I2, they're what, 62 points in it's 62 points. I think in scum is the I one or two, whatever that stupid bounty hunter 
is and so that still puts him over 50 <laughs> so you can't run them too you see you just can't have a bunch of them <laughs> that would be overpowered yeah. but it would be more incentive to allow for mixed squads right the other thing you could do is you could put a linked action on there right a rotate red action so you could say it's a rotate to red focus um I would not do what the SFs have and have two white actions at all. That's yeah. ridiculous. Make it similar in the fire to spray. Like, like Dengar, right? Where you can do yep. the barrel and the road seat, red rotate and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm okay with, and, and I'm okay with the rotation only being forward back. I'm okay with the rotation specifically being a linked action. And I'm okay with the cost reduction to the pilot. But I think if you, to, to get anybody to play it, you have to have a cost reduction and maybe 11 points is too much for an I one or two, but that was kind of my, th that's where I kind of started was there's not very many pilots. One to two seem beneficial to reduce more. Um, but I wouldn't want to give Boba a 10 point reduction, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so, a, that's a fair uh, configuration. I think that would make the chassis feel a lot better um, and a lot a lot less oppressive than what it is currently and um and make the the pilots a lot more accessible and more builds yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean and look even <clears throat> boba gets a five point reduction yes he has to rotate to shoot but he's still getting his re-rolls at range zero to one right that's not changing it doesn't yeah. say in arc you know um so you could still run boba that way shoot forward shoot move forward rotate your arc get your focus next turn do blue maneuver and call it a day so i don't know that was my idea that was my first case j or yeah. jj your turn sure so the one that i'm looking at here is the lambda um i was thinking about this uh actually uh, this conversation came up in, on uh on gold squadrons um cast yesterday when i played on stream so um we're talking about like what what they would do to to kind of re bring back um some of the ships that haven't been re-released yet and what what they can offer or incentivize in order to have players that already has the ship to buy that pack again um so the one i was looking at first is the upsilon for the first order um given a pivot wings configuration now i i made it similar to what like the ewing has or what like the gauntlet has here um, but I gave it a little bit of a different uh, like flavor to it. So um, specifically for the close portion, um, after you perform a full stop maneuver, you gain a deplete token and you are able to then rotate your uh, ship 90 degrees or a 180 degrees. So in order for you to rotate this, this limits or reduces the attack power of the Upsilon, reducing it to a three die gun. And you're also still taking that stress. So you can take those additional actions for it. Now, the reason why I chose a deplete token rather than reduce your, um, your your cannons by one is that there's a possibility that you may not end up with the shot even if you do rotate your arc for your ship and if you decide that you want to do a hard turn the next turn um, and not clear your stress you still retain that deplete token on to the next turn um, even after you open up your um your your wings to proceed forward and move forward so i think that's a, a more balanced approach to it um i was kind of against like designing us to reduce the agility like the ewing does 
mainly because it is already a one agility um, chip and reducing it down to zero, it doesn't have as much health as like a decimator or like the VCX that has a, a lot of health. And I felt that that was too much of a handicap. I think reducing its power um, makes it better and a lot more balanced to where it could be a zero to two point cost type card. And it'll allow the Upsilon to be a little more, um, a little more flexible. That being said, you can totally ignore it and just do hard twos around the board to come around, but that takes a lot of time and it also makes that ship not um, not able to keep into the fight for a longer time. Fair enough. I like it, actually. All right, the next config that I would have would design, and this here you go, here's a weird one, giving the tie SF a configuration. Now. The reason I want to give it a configuration slot, this would take up a text slot as well as a config slot, right? So you're going to give this, this TIE SF will, it will use that text slot and the config slot that you give it. So they, you, you can't just put it on without that, without taking up that text slot. But what it would do is give you a, a cannon slot. And allow you to treat the cannon the same way you have with your turret. Um, I would not make this a free upgrade. I think this should be a two two cost upgrade. Um, and I I'm hesitant to say that it should be standardized, personally. But okay. I don't know. So that would the idea was is because and the the reason I say this because thematically. Technically, TIE SFs could take cannons, right? Like, thematically, that chassis, I believe, is built to have cannons on it. I can't remember what the cannon they've used on it, but uh, it, from what I remember from some of the lore, that they were specifically designed to have cannons and missiles um, is that. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's fair. Um, I think adding the cannon slot is uh, something that the first order needs because uh, right now, the only cannon carriers are the Upsilon shuttle, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the only ship that can carry a cannon. Um, so having the Tai SF get that cannon slot onto it, especially if they're able to get um, like more future cannons that can like do different types of abilities, that definitely opens up the chassis to be a lot more versatile. And um, and get a lot of different uh, options there for for secondary weapons. So yeah, I, I would actually be okay to change it to a free configuration. You're just replacing your missile slot for a cannon slot, and most of the cannons are about the same cost as missiles, anyways. So um, so I would actually be okay with this being a free. All right, so I can see that if you replace your missiles with cannons. Yeah, absolutely. I guess because my bigger thing was is is adding the cannons so you could have the cannons and the missiles, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. really, it would probably be pointless to have cannons and missiles. How many ships take cannons and missiles all the time? Yeah, you just don't use them. You're right. So it's probably you're right. It's probably better. It just replaces it, make it free, um, and go from there. Yeah, exactly. Chain gunboats. All right, <laughs> all right, Deslin. Yeah, right. That's the only time. <laughs> so uh going on the same uh the same thought here for configurations i uh, also went over to the lambda as well giving it pivot wings 
the Landa has a notoriously bad dial whenever it wants to turn around. Yes, it does have a rear arc where it can shoot with a two-die gun out the back. However, um, beyond that, it is really tough with the Lambda to stay in the fight um, and do the hard turns because they're reds and um, and still continue to be an effective either coordinator or even a ship that can have time and target on enemies to even be effective. Um, so for this one, I went a little bit different here. So the pivot wings configurations would reduce the difficulty of the hard turn maneuver for the ship. And I was specific, uh, I would probably make it specific to the hard two to make it white. And then when it's closed, um, after you perform a full stop maneuver, you would gain a strain token to rotate the ship 90 or 180 degrees. Excuse me. Now, the reason I wanted to go the strain token route with this particular one is that, um, yes, it would make it a zero agility ship if it uh, took a strain token, but I wanted to limit it to just one turn because it only does have uh, 10 hull or 10 health total. Um, so it doesn't have the ability to take repeated shots. Um, and unless you find a way to like advance centers yourself into getting a. Um, getting a reinforced token to help you out with that additional uh, all those damage that's coming into your your ship your a making your lambda way too costly for what it does and b it's gonna die really quickly regardless so i think that this is a good way to make the lambda still more relevant for empire lists that would prefer to take the, the reaper instead and uh, make it a, a pretty good ship to fly all right so the next config that I came up with um, was a TIE BA config. Now, traditionally, the TIE BA has those special SFS lasers on them, um, essentially. And, and the way the way they talk about the way those lasers are enhanced is basically they're meant to penetrate shields, right? So the idea is, is that this config again, and I, I would argue that this config should take up the tech slot as well, because you don't want too many things. You don't want to be able to use advanced optics and, um, oh yeah, and and this together. But essentially, this this would allow the ship to, um, to attack similar to a laser or a laser, a pro or plasma torpedo. Where after this attack hits, the defender will lose one shield before taking any damage. Now, the other one, and I don't know if you should combine these because it might become more overpowered, but the other option is, is really they should change their uh, fine-tuned thrusters and allow you to be able to take, uh, similar to sensitive controls, to take the deplete or strain beforehand. So really, it probably should be a secondary config. Um, because I don't know if I want to give them a config that does both, especially because they have shields. <laughs> and so they're not like an interceptor that has just three hull. They have two native shields and two native hull um, before so, you even get into modifications. So you're thinking this is similar to like the Tide Defender Elite that would re replace like the free evade to be able to like attack with... Um like double tap essentially like that kind of effect like replace the bottom part where they can do the um the auto thrusters with this ability then to remove a shield before the or when the attack hits remove a shield yeah yes okay. you know and I, I don't know if that would just make them worse right 
or make it better. I, I, I don't know. Like the problem I have is that, you know, so it messes with like hollow, you know, like it messes with certain ones, one of them. So then the question becomes is do you just separate those two abilities and give them a config that allows them to take the depleter strain to barrel roll or, or boost beforehand, you know, um, and then make this a separate laser style configuration. I, I don't know. Um, because I think if you combine both of them, it kind of makes them pretty strong. But at the same yeah. token, it's a tie BA. They're not played. They pop really easy. They're just not that good for their points value. So um, I don't know. And, and and if if it were me, it would be zero cost and then two cost, right? So the the laser one is going to be a two cost, and the the one where you just pre where you pre position would be a zero cost. Just the same way, like with the silencer. Yeah, I, I think that the laser can actually. I would actually price it at about the. I mean, yeah, I, I got to think about it because obviously I would make this like a range shooter three type cannon. Um, heck yeah, just making it like a turret actually type type of a. a, a I, I don't know. I I would have to like really think about this one, but I do like the idea of it. Um, definitely taking up that tech slot so that way you don't take advantage of stuff like um, uh, like advanced optics. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have to think about this one. That's that's actually a really interesting premise. I like it. Yeah, and it's just some of the idea was is how do I make TIE BAs a little bit better than what they are? Yeah. Um, and then some of it is is because technically speaking, like I said, the, that TIE BA was designed to have um designed to have a little bit more of a punch to it than an yeah. then it than an intercept and ffg just went and said well let me give you two shields give you one more health than an interceptor and it's like nah that's stupid it's that you didn't you didn't do justice to what it is and i only say that because in destiny and in the star wars um card the c c the CCG game, mm -hmm. they they use there that if you have that card, it hits hard, right? That's all. That's why I, that's why I say that. And like I think like in in X Wing, we can learn from Destiny to some of how the cards are and some of the different things. For that. Like I just think there's a a way that we can learn and have better ship chassis. <laughs> that we yeah, do. exactly. Especially in FO, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. FO's Kylo. But oh, you're gonna take Kylo. What what variation of Kylo do you want today? <laughs> we got two of them now, so yeah, exactly. Um, so the last one that I have here, this one is not a configuration. This one's a um this one is actually a a crew that I was thinking of um because I've been watching uh, the Book of Boba Fett, and I was thinking about an old card that we used to have in 1.0 that has not come over to 2.0 as of yet. Now, um, the the character in question is Fennec Shand, and the card that I'm thinking about is um, Expertise. So in 1.0, there was a card called Expertise that said that if you were not stressed, you can convert all your focus uh, results into hits. Uh, when you're performing a primary attack. So I took that concept and I kind of translated it over to um, to 2.0. So the way I have yeah. this particular card is right. uh, while you perform an attack, 
If you're not stressed or depleted, you may change all your focus results to hit results. After you perform the attack, you gain the deplete token and a stress token um, to to the ship. That would that's a twenty five point crew. You would you think? Yes, you you. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just like a free focus token. That's what it is. But take after you perform the attack, taking a a, a deplete or and the stress, I mean, you're just going to remove them by doing a blue maneuver. Well, you got to think about this, the carriers, right, that Scum has, right, for um, the crew carriers, right? Now, on the smaller ships, yes, they're going to have tar target all day, and they can do hard twos and just get in there and keep on doing it. But because this is a crew card one, and then number two, you're getting the deplete and stress token, unless by some miracle that ship stays in front of you in your front arc, um, uh, I mean, you can even do this like on the Falcon, obviously. Um, but unless they stay in your front arc, you're you're not going to be able to chase them reliably without removing that stress and that deplete token. And it's it's harder for you to really take advantage of that card at that point. Now, I am thinking that this is something that could be limited to like range two or range three to make it a little more fair. Um, but yes, although it is strong as it gives you free, you know, hit result conversions on offense, um, getting that the pre and stress token. And if you decide to be more aggressive, you're not able to clear either, which means you're not getting any actions after the fact, and you're still shooting at a reduced, um, at a reduced rate, uh, with the deplete token. I think that's a, a more fairer trade-off in that point. Um, when you're taking a look at the ships that are available in scum that can take the crew. So I don't know. I just see Eamon going, oh, range one, four dice. Oh, here you go. Let's convert. I'm going to take a target lock every turn. Boom, four dice. Oh, re-roll, get a bunch of focuses. They're free. Take my deplete, take my stress. Oh, I'm going to do a two forward and do the same thing again and do the same thing again. And I'm going to drop a bomb on you and kill you. Maybe it could if also it's be charge based, charge based, I would feel yeah. better than I guess. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Deslin, right on the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charge base, making this charge base. Yeah, definitely would help this this particular crew. Yeah. But I think that's something that could be brought over from first edition as a as a flavor uh, crew. And having that balance of having a really good effect with a really negative effect on the back end of that. So, yeah. I don't know. I didn't play in first edition, but I can tell you expertise sounds broken as shit. Oh, yeah, it was stapled onto Ray in first edition all day. Yeah, because she could just do her sloop and then not take any stress and then just do expertise all day. It's, she was so great, so broken, so great. That's why I ran her so much. So, yeah, <laughs> quick draw, too. Quick draw was fantastic with it. Yeah. No, thank you. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, I will give you a 30% prediction. We'll be back live next Sunday. If not, we will be back live on Wednesday in two weeks, right? Not this Wednesday, the week after the week and yeah. a half. We'll be back in a week and a half. Um, I just, like I said, I can't guarantee we're going to stream from LVO or not. I, I just don't know. I don't, I'm not bringing my whole setup. Um, I don't know if Greg is or not. Um, I have reached out to Greg and I'm hoping to connect with him um at least on thursday night like so i don't know be 
be around. I will be talking to him anyway. And if we do wait till Wednesday to stream, I might invite him to join us uh, that night anyway to kind of do like an LVO recap and and all that fancy jazz. With that being said, thank you all for uh, we will definitely be taking pictures. That is that will 100 percent happen. I will tell you I am playing on Friday, so I have no idea what the picture policy is or any of that, but no trouble. I guess we'll see. Just let your opponent know ahead of time. You should be fine. I don't think they'll care. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I'll, every 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 game I take a picture of me and my opponent, picture of the table setup. It helped me remember what games of how, how bad I lose on all the games. Ugh, it will. Ugh. Anyway, all right. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will be back uh, February 2nd. Is that what it is? February 2nd with a... Another planning phase syndicate. Thank you all for joining us and have a good night. See you guys.